Hey. Hey, you. Yes. You. Do you want to feel good and look good? Be safe online in your business? Perfect. That's the place. That's the time. It's another episode of the Right Brain Geek podcast. Hi everyone, today I've got a really special guest. We talk more about art and creativity with Maya. Hi Maya, how are you? Hello, hello, I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for the invite. Hello everyone. Well, I, I wanted to do it for quite a while, so I'm really glad we managed finally to organize. It's always tricky when everybody's busy, but we manage. So <laughs> please let us know what kind of magic you create online. I know already because I've gone and heard you sing, but mm -hmm. tell us what you do and what you like. So I'm a singer and songwriter based in London. I'm also a presenter, actress and model, and I would say definitely a geek, probably in a different way, but uh, definitely a geek and a weirdo. We love, you know, unique editions. <laughs> I see uh, people. <laughs> So um, they call me, for example, female Sheldon Cooper quite often. Um, so and I, I, I actually started liking it and I'm very proud. I've got a card holder for my Oyster card in London with uh, Sheldon's picture. And I really proudly present it when I touch in and out. So that's that's kind of I've reached a level of being proud of being different. Good. So, um, so um, and I also like teas. I used to be um, I used to have 300 types of teas from all around the world. And I had a blog about teas, which I sadly do not have that much time to run now but I definitely like teas and try to you know always find a new tea from all around the world and used to tell my friends about different teas. I remember that and I, I love tea as well so I, I can't say anything against it. Tea is such a fantastic beverage. We love yes. it. <laughs> yeah yeah it's you know it used to be drunk first as a, a sort of a prayer drink you know f among monks before it became kind of a now it's considered you know the the just cheapest lowest beverage but actually the history of it you know um it was drunk to help with concentration when you were meditating in asia so amazing i think it's quite incredible yeah do you drink lots of tea when you write your song i do how does it happen how is your creation process tell us Okay, so I definitely do. So I also perform um, jazz and pop songs um, at weddings and parties and, you know, all kind of celebrations. I had a chance to sing for Prince Harry and Prince of Jaipur. This is amazing. I sing in nine, nine languages. So my band always, they, they make fun of me because when we, um, whenever we arrive, let's say at a wedding, everybody always asks us, do you want a drink? And so my band usually goes for a glass of wine or beer and I said, do, do you have tea? And it did create a lot of problems because you have weddings that are set in this incredible, you know, private barn in the middle of nowhere and no one has a flask. And so they have to boil water for me, especially. And so my band always says I'm more British than, you know, than them because I just, you know, I just go and say, can I have a cup of tea, please? And the whole staff and, you know, the catering staff just looks at me puzzled and it takes about, you know, 20 seconds before they actually can, you know, they were expecting a glass of wine or But it's not that ideally can dry up the throat, but it's definitely better than alcohol. So I mm. can have and tea calms you down as well. So if I if I have a stressful first set, you know, some of these brides have been preparing their weddings for years. I sometimes am booked two years in advance for a wedding. Wow. And so it does help me to kind of, you know, relax a little bit and then I can have a glass of wine afterwards. So I do drink tea and uh, I do drink when I write. So if I sit on my keyboard trying to... I try to kind of ask the, the piano to help me get out the new song. So sometimes I have an idea of a song and then I sit to the piano with a cup of uh, tea. It may be something 
on the herbal side if it's really late, although sometimes it's it's really proper, you know, like dark Darjeeling, even if it's 1 a.m., uh, which is not great, but <laughs> you need some focus. And I try to ask the, the piano to kind of help me get the song out. And I'll never forget, there's a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, which is great, yes. I think. I, I, I recommend it to everyone who, I, I think it just everyone, even if you are creative in the smallest ways, like doodling on your notebook during meetings. I mean, that's still creativity, not just yes. artists as such. Yeah. And she mentions, I think, is it Lou Reed? I, I can't remember now. She mentions an artist who used to be very serious about uh, the creations and no, it was Tom Waits, excuse me, it was Tom Waits. And she mentioned the story that when he cannot find a song in a studio, he tells all the bands to leave and he says, you know, come on, you're either getting on board or you're not, because if you're not getting on board now, you're not going to be on this album, so you better come here and show up and finish, you know, so he kind of talks to the songs. Um, <laughs> and that's to be, to be polite. I love it. <laughs> she explains the story much more beautifully than I do. So I recommend to everyone listening to this to, to get the audiobook or the book. Yeah, I love this book. And the audiobook is fantastic yeah. because it's actually her yeah. Who, yeah. who says it. And she's got that voice that really yes. gets you in. Yes. And yeah, I do agree. 200%. I'll put the link in the show notes so that if anybody wants to check it out, uh, they'll be able to. Definitely. All your songs are really emotional and really raw and there's lots of that. How can I say? It's really raw and there's lots of emotions, but also a bit of sweet and sour uh -huh. in it. So how do you pull the inspiration in? How do you manage to deliver that really strong emotion on stage and in your lyrics? So thank you for the question. So I tend to be sometimes, which is a huge honor, compared to Regina Spector or Tori Amos, because they, they're just basically women who play the piano. And there's not many of them in the UK. There's Norina Palau, if people don't know. I strongly recommend you listen to Norina Palau. Um, she's less known and she's mm. equally amazing. And I mention this because Regina Spector has this incredible gift where she builds a story which is quite magical and so I think she's quite I mean we don't know that I think some of her songs are very personal like her latest album I know she mentioned that her friend died and so she she wrote this beautiful song Obsolete but she has a lot of stories and in my case I mentioned this it, it used to be always like the song would come to me so I used to write poems as as a teenager I even got published and awarded and then it kind of naturally transformed into songs so I have a feeling or a story in my head and it just comes to me but with time I can manage to detach a little bit so I have songs where I started with myself and I think it's raw because um, I don't I, I don't feel things at half length you know I'm either 300% or nothing kind of person I once had this friend tell me, oh, Maya, you are so amazing because you just, you know, people sometimes take like 10 years to tell someone they, that they love them and you're so amazing because you just do it. And I'm like, yeah, but it freaking kills you. Um, but mm -hmm. I do kind of. I never understood why someone like these scenes in the movie when someone takes like three years in a rain scene to say I love you. I'm like, well, if you love yeah. them, you may be dead tomorrow. They may be dead tomorrow. So I'd rather like go and tell them. But I do understand now that it, it does. I think I died 300 million times while doing it and that may be my Asperger or my, my just directness you know so um, so I think it's raw because it's that's the way how I experience the world however I can also enjoy now when I start a song and it starts with me and then I have a story within the song and then it's a mystery to the listeners to interpret what is mine and what is maybe the story of the song uh, person and, and how you take it yourself and 
I have a song that was not written about a breakup and everybody thinks it's a breakup song and it kind of makes me smile a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you if you take it that way and, you you know, then it's cool. I can tell you what the song was about. And I think it can be about both things. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. Once you create something, you put it out in the world and it's yes, going to resonate yes, with yeah. people in really yeah. surprising ways sometimes. But it's, it's like the creation takes a life of its own. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it, yeah. it's quite beautiful in a way that people really feel connected to it in many more ways. Yeah. I know when I went to, to your last recital when I was there, so many people had, you know, watery eyes because it's so touching it really goes deep to your soul and your heart and um, I'm going to put some links so people can go and listen to you as well and I'm sure they're going to feel the the same way it's um thank you yeah it's a real real thing I had a I had a I had a situation once I wrote this song that I actually never play live I think I never ever played it live um I always want to but it's a really kind of slow ballad it's called Faith and I think it would be great in a movie if I managed to ever record it. I would love to have it at the end of a movie or a TV series. I wrote it a long time ago before I actually became full-time songwriter. And I did play it at a party, which was really weird because it was not a place to play a slow ballad. It was, you know, it was a party. I think it was a Brzee party in Shoreditch, you know, people being cool and funky. And somehow I managed to, I, I remember, I didn't even play it. I just sang it. It was on the roof. And all these drunk, cool guests, and I was the least cool person. So I just did something completely, you know, because I just, you know, I just I just do things. And, and, and usually it's weird. And what happened at that time, I'll never forget, and it happened to me twice with this song, that a person listening to the song literally rushed into me, I mean, completely weeping. We're talking about weeping and saying, oh, my God, this is so, uh, you know, thank you so much. And um, and I'll never forget, it was, it's a really funny story. That's why I'll say it. Um, at that time, I kind of like thought I was dating someone who then turned out to be a bit of a and date this other girl and so and I went to his party that was his party and we were all fine it's all fine so it doesn't hurt me anymore no worry and that was his girlfriend so I wrote the song kind of about like and I felt like an alien because like he made me feel like I never belong and then this girl she wept and she said oh my god thank you so much that you're here thank you for writing this because it made me feel and I thought your boyfriend just made me feel like I should never been born. That's really interesting twist of fate. <laughs> so oh it was my really gosh. Cool. Yeah. They say the universe has sometimes a, a really weird sense of humor. Yeah. It's just so odd, the connection and the yeah. people meeting and connecting. Oh my gosh. There was that very, there was a, really it was kind of day. positive. <laughs> like it was, you know, I, I really felt like, she obviously had no idea and she still doesn't and no one listening, even if they were listening to this, I don't think they would realize it's a long, long time ago and it's in hurt and we're friends. And it, it, seriously, I think she didn't know, but it was really, it was incredible. It was kind of a karma moment, but in a good way, because she just, my song, uh, you know, mm. she just ran to me and said, oh my God, thank you so much. I'm so happy that people like you exist, that you wrote this song. And she was weeping. So, yeah, so it's really funny how songs can touch people, yeah, in a way, yeah. Yeah, it must be really, really feeling good when that happens because you, you send something online or, you know, out there and you never know yeah. how it's received. But when you actually meet people and you have these kind of testimonials, it's really good for the for the soul. It keeps you going. That's kind of, for me, why I'm doing this. So I think that everything that we kind of, I mean, the artists have different different reasons why they do things and sometimes they just do them because they're in themselves and 
But I think the most important for me is the fact that we can share things. So I have songs that saved my life and songs that I can cut off and just listen to one song 50 times. And I don't really see humans around me. I just, you know, and that's kind of how I escape. And that's my world. And if someone can do this with my song, then I, I think my life is complete. So um so I had this moment where I don't know if I can say it, there's uh, there's a person really famous who's an Oscar winner. I don't want to mention his name. And I admire his work immensely. And it turned out that we met at a film set um, over a year ago. And I just gave him my card because we did the scene together. And I never in my wildest dreams expected that he would actually go to my website and listen to my songs. And six months later, um, I um, I got this email saying, you know, hi, like I, I'd love to come to your show because I love this song. I kind of didn't, I didn't believe it. I was like, this is just not going to happen. <laughs> and I had this tiny show in a tiny, tiny restaurant. One of my kind of um, favorite, I would say, places in London. It's run by a lovely couple and it's a lovely, lovely little place, but it's the tiniest little thing. It's not the place where you would expect Oscar winners to go to. And so I was late for my show because the bus was broken or something and I couldn't really care. And I really wanted to be home and, you know, and just watch a movie. And I walk in and there he is waiting there for me because he's a fan of, of my music. This is amazing. I still kind of <laughs> cannot process this. And then when I play the song just on the piano, um, you know, he came up to me. Uh, I, <laughs> if he listens to this, thank you so much. I mean, and I, this person came up to me and said, oh, my God, now I'm in, I'm in heaven because I listened to your song Supermarket. And I've been when I walked in, actually, um, he said, I've been listening to your song for six months and I'm such a fan of it. Such an amazing song. So when I have a really, really bad day, this song in question is called Supermarket. And when I have a really, really bad day, I think, okay, that's just me and him. And we both like my song. And that's, if I die tomorrow, I think that really, that really helps me. Not because he's an Oscar winner, because I think Oscars have their own history and mechanics, but because he's an artist whose work I hugely admire. He's a known, he's a pianist, he's a musician as well. That something that I created is admired by someone else whose work I admire. That's that's very touching. Yeah, you must be something really, really big. Yeah, that's so good. And it's quite interesting because you want to get a record of a few songs so you can go yes. further and get more involved in the film industry. Because as you said, yes. you can see your song being taken in films. And I love that now people have new tools to do that because yes. you're not, you can really connect to your fans or people across the world yourself instead of waiting for one person to do it all. And uh, you're using a website that's called Pledge Music, is that right? Yes, yes. Uh, Pledge Music, it's kind of, I would say, Kickstarter for musicians. So as you say, nowadays you can reach uh, fans in a lot of different ways. Uh, for example, your music can be in a TV series. I'll never forget, I listened to Ingrid Michaelson, an artist who I admire a lot, and she's kind of like my sister, my older sister. I started writing songs when I heard her song on Grey's Anatomy Final. Mm. So you can be a musician who no one knows, and then one of your songs is in Grey's Anatomy. There's an artist who, again, meant not many people know, and I would recommend you listen to him. He's called Aaron Wright. He's from USA. And he's, again, been featured on Grey's Anatomy. 
So I would love to be able to record three, four, obviously more, but to start with three, four of my songs. And I use Pledge Music. Pledge Music is indeed like Kickstarter for musicians. Even famous people have started using it to connect with their fans and to kind of have fans more involved in the in the process and sort of see that how you can actually help help a project. So it's not something that you are given by a record company. It's something that you can be involved in and and see how it goes. And I, I really love that uh, people can put any type of money. I'm actually looking now at your page and you can just pre-buy the songs, yes, for yes. example, or you can have uh, singing lessons via yes. Skype. You can have people actually having you for dinner and singing songs. That's all sorts of paths. So wherever they are in London or, you know, over the, over Skype, yes. over the oceans yeah, in, yeah. in the world, they can support you and get various yes. gifts in a way from, uh, exactly. from you. I really like it. So the idea is the Pledge Music, they don't want it to be a donation because they want it to be more involved. So they don't want you just like give the money to me like I'm a beggar. They want you mm. to get a product out of it. So whether the product is, you know, a private show or a singing lesson over Skype or it's a postcard that I send, it's it's something symbolic to say, thanks to you, I, I'm doing this thing. And you can obviously add money on top if you like. So the minimum uh, on my page, uh, which was suggested to me by Pledge Music, is £7.99 for um for the songs that I will record. So so you will only be charged if the process is completed and you will receive the product at the very end. So there's specific terms and conditions to make the artist liable, kind of feel responsible for the process. So it's not like you give mm. the money and you never hear from the artist again. It's more like you you pledge and by the by the time the process is complete, you receive the songs either as a download or a CD. I put singing lessons because I have uh, quite an interesting history in terms of my voice um, um, voice hygiene and you know I how I became a singer, which I mentioned in my TED talk. So um, in a nutshell, basically I was told I would never sing when I was 13 because I had vocal nodules, and so I believed that for about 12 years, and now I I obviously work you know as a full-time singer yeah you proved them wrong <laughs> so it's kind of a miracle they you know i i was told for many many years as, as a child that i would never be able to perform that my my vocal cords are too weak and so i know quite a lot i think i know more than a gp and every gp about vocal cords and voice hygiene and i had vocal training and speech therapy for many many years so i i used to do singing and i thought okay i'll let's you know a lot of people would like to know a little bit more about singing and and voice hygiene um there's also a postcard there's dinner obviously you know kind of like a like a cute option this private show um um, so I hope that it makes it a little bit more interactive and 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 uh, and people can can feel like they're they're involved in the process. And also there's a show at the end. So once the whole process is complete, I would love to perform um, these songs that I will have recorded by then with uh, with a two three piece band. So not just me on the keyboard, but also um, drums and double bass. Uh, and so that would be kind of a culmination of the process. Amazing. Yes, and by then hopefully I will be able to send these three four songs to um, people called, uh, I think, music license, license directors or music licensing companies and they uh, TV music supervisor that's the job so as uh, the person that runs music in a TV show is called music supervisor and so they reach a wild pool of musicians when they need um, a song for a particular scene in a TV show and that would be ideal because I think mm. a lot of my songs would, would work great in some of my favorite TV shows I think so well 
Well, thank you so much for this. All the best for the, the follow-up of that campaign and your career in general. Mm -hmm. I'll make sure to put the link to your pledge music in the show notes of this podcast episode and on the website. And we are going to finish this episode with just a bit of supermarket for everybody mm -hmm. to discover. Thank, thank you, you so again, much. Maya. boyfriend fashion or design it's not like having soup for one and a small bottle of wine and the neatness of her nails the neatness of her fringe i could knock with my allergy in my neatest dreams no i'd never compete i could not Despite all sleepless nights, I know because I tried. No.